For as long as I've known the NBA, it's been a stars league. But even among the stars, there's an exclusive club. Russell, Dr. J, Jordan, Kobe. They're all part of a select group that paved the way for the NBA superstar of today. And some even shared secrets with each other along the way. From Spotify and the Ringer Podcast Network, I'm Jackie McMullen, and this is the Icons Club. It's the Ringer Gambling Show, presented by FanDuel. The road to the NBA Finals starts now, and FanDuel is the best place to get in on the action. Right now, you can check out the new and improved Quick Bets, which are back, and better than ever for the NBA playoffs on FanDuel. Find what you're looking for faster and easier with more props right at your fingertips. You can check out live bets like 3-Minute Markets and exclusive live bets like quarter player props, player assist combos, and more. So download the app today and bet with FanDuel, official partner of the NBA. The Ringer is committed to responsible gaming. Please visit rg-help.com to learn more about the resources and helplines available and listen to the end of the episode for additional details. Must be 21 plus, 18 plus, and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 100Gambler and visit rg-help.com. Let's roll, baby. Welcome in. It is the Friday Ringer Gambling Show. Joe House, John Jastrzemski. And when the podfather decides he wants to be a part of the festivities, well, he's a part of the festivities. What's happening, Simmons? It's great to be here. Friday mornings are good for me, especially heading into the NBA playoffs. Good to figure out some bets. I have a couple really weird NBA ones for tonight, and obviously I'll defer to you guys for the college. I, I dipped into the college yesterday. And uh, and tried to team stuff with the Mexico national team against in Azteca, and it ended up being a draw. And the U.S. should have won. So I don't know why I bet against my own country. Wow, look at you <laughs> dialed in a soccer last night. I know. Gosh, were you I know. dialed in a soccer? I did not watch a minute of it. I would have dialed into anything having to do with soccer. But of course, I tailed Simmons. He puts this out last night, like right right as the. Houston, Arizona game is getting going. I knew I liked Houston. I had the Houston money line. We had talked about it on Tuesday, JJ. Simmons is like, hey, there's a little opportunity here. Jump on some Mexico. I was like, hey, I like all the Mexican flavors. I'm, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll parlay that and immediately fucking crush my, I don't have to F-bomb so early in the pod. But yeah, bye-bye money. BS, by the way, you took sides against the family. House and I told you Houston yesterday and you said, no, screw you guys. I'm taking Arizona. I know I wanted to root for Matherin and then he absolutely shit the bed in an epic way. And I felt really dumb the whole time. Houston has the best odds on FanDuel to win the tournament right now. Well, I, you want to know why? Because Kansas plays today. That'll change the minute Kansas beats Providence. But Houston's really good. I was talking about that with House the other day. They're like seven, eight deep. They lost their best player. Kelvin Sampson, he like had this like hiatus in college basketball. We didn't see him for five years. He had a little stint in the NBA. He had all sorts mm. of... BS, you know, recruiting nonsense. The guy can really coach. He's a really good coach. From, as you know, I just started watching college basketball a week and a half ago. Naturally, bandwagon, of course. Or maybe two weeks ago. But uh, from what I've seen, I like Villanova's odds the most at 7-1. to Because it just seems like they should be in the con- in the conversation for who's the safest bet to win. So I was surprised that they only had the fourth best odds. They just seem... I don't know. Classic Villanova team, right? Well, you know what scares me in the game against Houston? If that game is tight, Houston cannot make a free throw. Villanova makes every free throw. And you know this in college basketball. 
None of these kids can hit from the charity stripes. So when you have a team that's shooting basically like 82% from the line, like I knew at the end of that Michigan game last night, it's over. It's done with. They are not They are not missing front ends of one-and-ones where other teams are going to miss front ends of one-and-ones. Boom, bang, a three, and you end up losing a bet. House, what do you think of Villanova? Uh, I'm impressed. I don't think they have enough offensive firepower. They have They play their way, which is a successful way. JJ's point is absolutely on the money. Those free throws is what delivered the cover last night. They were the you know the the spread was ended up at five and a half. I think JJ. Is that I think right? it closed at either four and a half or five. Oh, so and people were bouncing the entire, in. And the entire world was on Villanova, which actually I I, I kind of got scared off because I liked Villanova all week and I didn't bet the game because I was like this just seems way too fishy and way too public. But yeah, they hit every free throw, every single free throw. What a fun, uh, what a fun way that this played out. You just look at the top five and it's Houston, Duke, Kansas, Philadelphia, Purdue. Pretty much any of those scenarios would be like, wow, like Villanova, that would put, I think, Jay Wright in a little bit of a different stratosphere as a coach. The Duke thing, obviously, Kansas circling back and then Houston with the Hakeem Olajuwon. Clyde Drexler flashbacks from 39 years ago, right, House? It's 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 wonderful to see Hakeem in the stands. I got to give a quick shout out to Duke, which is not in my nature, but they have Jeremy Roach, the homie yeah. from the DMV here, played for our guy Junior BS, played for oh, Glenn Farrell. No at, idea at Paul the Sixth. Our coach Farrello, shout out the the Paul the Sixth program. Shout out Jeremy Roach. He was stones last night. All the dog in the yeah. world in that kid, huh? Yeah, JJ, that looks like I talked to uh, Kyle Mann about this last night. Duke really looks like a basketball team. When you, I, I always get frustrated when I watch college basketball because it's either like these two kind of mediocre guards are dominating the offense, or there's like an awkward big guy, or nobody can make a shot, and last four minutes everything slows down. And it's just off offensive basketball. Duke was getting like NBA kind of shots down the stretch. They made every shot they took in the last eight and a half minutes. So the ceiling for them seems the highest. No question. And I watched Paolo at the ACC tournament, and I watched Roach. Roach killed Syracuse. He made every big play down the stretch. Syracuse tried to play triangle in two, so he had a lot of open looks. He nailed every open look. But I got to be fair, like watching Paolo in person, I was not overly impressed. I thought he was soft. I thought he didn't attack the rim. I thought he kind of played scared. That was a polar opposite of the guy I saw in the Michigan State game and the guy that I saw against Texas Tech because yeah. Texas Tech has dudes. They have about seven, eight guys who are six, seven or six, eight that got these athletic type of bodies. And Powell was like, hey, I, I got this shit, man. Like, I'm going to attack the rim. I'm going to shoot with confidence. And you have to unveil your Powell comparison for the group, Simmons. You have to unveil it. Yeah, I, I told House... I wanted to fill it out with House, and he was okay with it because he was really integrated with those Bullets teams in the mid-90s. But he really reminds me of young Juwan with better range. Now, he he has some spin-move stuff. Yeah, he's a tiny bit more athletic yeah. than young Juwan. There's some spin-move stuff that Juwan didn't have. But a li- it's a lot of, like, you go back on YouTube and watch young, skinny, athletic Juwan, and it's very similar, especially, like, how comfortable he is from, like, 18, 19 feet, which... And Juwan was like an automatic 20 and nine for, you know, a couple years there on the bullets. And he was also playing with that one year, remember with Wallace and Weber, he's playing small forward 
which that seems crazy. That seems like, crazy thing yeah, about Jawan it now. Was small hey, forward, I mean, the but, Knicks yeah, was. But think about it. The Knicks are running out of team with Ewing, Oakley, and Mason on a front line. Right. Only like two or three years earlier. So, I different mean, world. That, that style of play, he could be a small forward in today's basketball. He's a face-up, mid-range, very comfortable, high-percentage shooter from that kind of position. And like Paolo, like kind of an underrated passer. I think that the Paolo's passing is the piece that, from an NBA standpoint, I think... As I watch him more, I'm like, oh, I could see that. I could see that. But I'm with you, JJ. Like, I've seen games where he just, he he's kind of not totally there. And then you see a game like last night where he was like, I'm not letting Duke lose. So I don't know what to make of that. He's pretty erratic. Well, he, he said in the new press conference afterwards, he'd never played in a game like that before. And, mm. I, and I, I like that. Like, the, when we're looking at, at prospects, you know, this is a thing that... um we, we when we're reviewing the entire Ben Simmons saga, what's the the, the most important basketball game that Ben Simmons ever played in in right. his entire life up until those playoffs last year? You know what I mean? Played in yeah. zero at LSU because they right. sniffed the tournament. I exactly. have no idea what kind of games he played in high school. I like that. To me, I like seeing how guys handle pressure That's and how exactly they handle right. a spotlight. Listen, I, and I've been wrong on plenty of guys. Curry at Davidson, like. Now, I never in a million years thought he'd be this as an NBA player, but like watching him rise to the occasion and take over an NCAA tournament like that, I'm sorry, it opens your eyes. It has to. Well, Duke's getting really battle tested now because you think like Coach K's last name was basically like a NCAA championship game, right? And they shit the bed. Then you go, you go into the ACTC tournament, you have more of those. Then once you get into the actual tournament, Every game could be Coach K's last game. So that's got like this extra level of whatever eyeballs, attention. It's huge, like two hours for the game. There's a bunch of media there. And yesterday, you know, you could feel it the same way you did the last time they played, where there was this moment with like, you know, in that five to eight minute range, you're like, oh man, this could be it. And each time they answered the question. So when I look at the odds, like, so they're four to one. You think Kansas is going to jump them? I do, because Kansas was way ahead of them when the odds came out to start the tournament. And think about this. We could have gotten Duke at like plus 425 to win the region. And I, yeah. in my final four, I'm mad I didn't bet this, by the way. I picked against Gonzaga out of spite because I said the idea of Gonzaga laying money to win the region is outrageous. I don't, I don't care if yeah. they were in the title game last year. I don't care if they have Chet, Timmy, point guard. Don't care. At a principle, if you know anything about the NCAA tournament, you would never lay money on a team to go and win a region. So, Duke, we missed the boat on that, boys. We should have taken them at plus 425 because now they're a four-point favorite against Arkansas. And all the Sharps, all the Sharps love Texas Tech yesterday. And I couldn't do it. I felt yeah. dirty rooting for Duke. But I was like, they're not losing this game. And I kind of feel that way against Arkansas. Arkansas is good. They have athletes. I will be on Duke on Saturday, 100%. I've watched two full Arkansas games now. They're, they Musselman does a good job, man. Those guys He's play really hard, and He's they're a like coach. a classic good college team. House, I was thinking, how many? I mean, we've been watching college basketball since the seventies. How many times has a team built around a tall guy kind of shit the bed in an NCAA game? It feels like that happens ninety five percent of the time. Like I did, I forgot to bet against Gonzaga yesterday. I wanted to. I just forgot the game started at four o'clock my time, but. Over and over again, it's the same thing. It's the tall guy, couple cheap fouls, 
Now he's playing with foul trouble the whole game. And I, I feel like we've been watching this for 40 years. So the difference maker for Gonzaga, and JJ and I went through this on Tuesday, I liked Gonzaga in this position last night because I thought that Memphis was the, the toughest challenge they were going to face and that having faced it and overcome it, and I invested in Nemhard. The difference maker uh, was Nemhard. It wasn't... Now, you knew early on with the way the rest were calling the game that they were they were going to foul Chet out, and that's exactly yeah. what happened. And and that's... We, we'll see tonight, you know, whether St. Peter's is going to have a chance against Purdue. We'll see how the refs call that game. And that oh, they, they foul out the big guys on yeah, Purdue. Yeah, that's right. We're, we're on, on St. Peter's is who I expect. But with, with Gonzaga and the point you just made about Musselman, the, the most interesting thing to me of that game was those two teams have the personalities of their coaches. The point guard for Gonzaga has the personality of, of Mark Few. Like, good. He's around. You know, you, you put him up in the upper echelon. High execution a lot of the time. But he just wasn't up to it last last night. Arkansas yeah. took him right out of it. And, it and once they, they got Nemhard out, that game was, was really over. It put too much pressure on Timmy. And you got to wonder, too, with a team like Gonzaga, they play all these great teams in the non-conference. Like, their non-conference schedule is incredible. They play Duke. They put a bunch of nationally ranked teams. Their conference is such a joke. All right, Mary's is okay. San Francisco's okay. But a team like Arkansas, they're playing dogs every single every night. game. They're playing Auburn. They're playing at Kentucky. They're playing LSU. They're playing Texas. And I'm like, you go up and down the SEC, it's a war. You're going to be more battle-tested in those games. That's just all there is to it. I got that game BS totally wrong. I love Houston last night. So did House. That was a winner. Great I job. thought Gonzaga would win by double figures. I thought they were going to smoke Arkansas. I couldn't have been more wrong. Just beware of the centers. Let's talk about the, the, the NCAA games because I have a couple NBA games for later that I'm super excited about. Oh, Ooh. really? Okay. okay. Excellent. Yeah, I'm, I'm, intrigued. I'm intrigued. I have, I have a real doozy for you guys, and I can't wait to spring it on you. But tell me who you like for the NCAA. Okay. House, I'm all over UCLA today. Okay, UCLA great. is my favorite play of the day. Now, BS, we had a conversation, the three of us, about a month ago. Yeah. I told you 27 to 1. I hopped on that 27 to 1. I have them, I think plus 550 or plus 600 to win the region. So you love the fact that the one seed is out. You love the fact that the two seed is out. Jaquez is going to play. They need him to be somewhat of a factor. I just think their defense is going to overwhelm North Carolina. North Carolina couldn't handle a press. The final three minutes of that game against Baylor, I think Cronin's boys bring it defensively. I think their experience matters in this game. Laying two, I'm all over UCLA. The other one I really like, House, I think Kansas is going to get the better of Providence. Now, let me make this clear about Providence. No team has fucked me more than Providence <laughs> this year. I can't say that enough. Like, they have, they have been a bane of my existence. But I, I, I feel like sooner or later, the trendy upstart underdog is going to get smacked. And I like that Kansas got a scare against Creighton. I think they're going to overwhelm them inside. I love Kansas laying seven and a half. So I'm going to stay away from Kansas Providence. We've just seen too much. I, I respect Ed Cooley. Ed Cooley good has coach. a tremendous coach. record against the spread as an underdog. He's like 60% over the like the last six seasons or so. And they just have shown an ability to muck things up and stick close. The line opened at eight and a half. It's down to seven and a half. Is it down to seven anywhere yet? Uh, I've seen some sevens, but the public... Public is hammering Providence. That's Everybody's public plowing money, in. I which know I it's like. driving I'll the numbers down. That. 
Um, but I just, I just don't, I don't want to be in that space between, um, six and nine points. You know what I mean? There's too much variance, too much, uh, free throw variance. Kansas uh, on the money line seems like a perfect money, yeah. like a parlay so spot. If you want to throw something in tonight, Simmons, go. Kansas that, on the money minus, line. Minus 320 on the money line from what I'm seeing. Um, I'm backing you on UCLA. It's my favorite play of the day. Um, the key is, um, uh, Jaime Hacquez is, is, is very important to this for sure. But the real key, and and not to you know just uh, inflate my own bullshit with this, this is another matchup where you have the personality of the two c- coaches that infuses the identity of the team. Cronin's guys are tough. They play tough defense. They control the pace. They dictate defensively these these outcomes, and they make mid range shots. The advanced man uh, analytics across the board in college basketball does not like this UCLA team because they score from the mid-range, but their guys do it. Juzang is good. Haquez is good. Jules Bernard is good. And and Tiger Campbell controls. Tiger. Gotta love the Tiger, baby. He I controls the, the flow. He controls the flow. And so having, you know, my, my mind's eye watch that Carolina team <laughs> just look like garbage for 10 minutes and, and, and the overtime and their inability to do to execute basic basketball plays. I, I can't um, ride Carolina here. I think you guys are overreacting to the Carolina collapse. Why? Because this happens in college basketball sometimes where there's an event that happens and the momentum shifts and these guys are like 18 and 19 and 20 year old kids and they just kind of they their their sphincters just tighten. That's a I mean, twenty five point lead. Though. I get it. Ten I minutes it. to go. I hundred percent get do. it. I get it. But their best player, who is torching manic, I understand game, that yeah. torching it, and then all of a sudden he's out. And then it's like, uh oh. And then the, their second best guy got in foul trouble, and Baylor started to get up momentum and hit a couple shots. And we've seen college games like that. I, I'm gonna go back to the fact that they were up 25 in that game. Well, listen, I, w- I had them. I watched that whole game. They were fucking awesome I had them. I had them. BS, I, I, I kid they you not. They were awesome in when that, that game. When that game went to overtime, though, as someone who had a five or a five and a half ticket, I did not think they were covering overtime. Right. I said, and we then, are dead. We and are then dead. they came back in the OT, and I don't know. that To me, that's some resilience. And I, the thing with UCLA that I don't get is, why isn't Juzan better than he was last year? I mean, he we thought it was a mistake for him not to enter the St. draft. He was Mary's game, though. He made a lot of big plays in that St. Mary's game. You're he right. He stunk in the Akron game. But they still found a way to win that game, which I like. Because they played a D game, and that's normally the sort of game that gets you mm. knocked out of the NCAA tournament. I think UCLA's got more balls than Carolina. I do. Is it weird? I, I'm i not joining you on this bet because I want North Carolina to win because the North Carolina Duke uh, possibilities. Oh, you're just dreaming for the storyline. The North Carolina Duke would be... I asked Tate Frazier last night, the UNC fan, if that would be the biggest night of his life. And he said yes. <laughs> if, if it was UNC with a chance to not coach K out and retire him, he said that would be bigger than like winning a title. I would oh. agree. I would the, agree the with that. So just that of his that's in play. Okay. Your biggest bet basketball life. No, I was it might worried. be the biggest. No, it might be actually be the biggest moment of his life. He's not married. He's not kids. Go live some life, He's a young kid. He's in his 20s. Um, <laughs> but I think just the possibility of that makes me not want to root for UCLA. I'll do respect to your bets, JJ. Well, that's fine. That's fine. Uh, You're I taking would... sides against the family again. <laughs> I, I'm, not, you know, again. I'm not taking sides. I'm not doing anything. Taking sides against the family again. BS. 
JJ, gotta put a tiny bit on St. Peter's here, right? Yeah, just a, yes. out of First respect. Of all, it is National Peacock Day. I'm just throwing what? that out there. Where, what is that? I just got a text message about 10 minutes before we started this podcast. I, I mean, can't bet against St. Peter's now. It's St. Peter's like, or pass. Feels like an omen. The line is 13, I think. It's just too many points. I have an angle on this. If you if you look at their schedule, when they win, they actually score points, right? Like against Kentucky, they scored 85. Game before they had 70. So if we like St. Peter's, like if it let the plus 680. I'm just, just looking at it for a Ooh, second. Man. <laughs> what's oh the path, man. What's the path for St. Peter's to win, right? They they have to hit a bunch of threes. That would be how it goes. They have to like be higher volume points. Maybe Ivy or sucks. They slow, or they slow the game down and play unbelievable defense because that's their MO. They play pretty darn good defense. They just have hit shots these first two tournament games. Hit yeah, but I think that's the only way they're going to beat Purdue. So the over is 133. And if you put, if you put, that, uh, if you put that together with the money line, that suddenly becomes a lot. Oh, it's not giving me the parlay. It's plus 680 times the minus 110, which this is like... This just sounds outrageous. This you, sounds you don't outrageous. Like this? I Why mean, don't listen, you like this, I, can, JJ? I just can't see St. Peter's winning this game. Honestly. Honestly, I can't. The last two times a, a 15 seed um, was in this position, they lost, but they covered. And I love St. Peter's. They're on... They're 22-9 and nine against the spread this season. So people have been under... Rating mm. they're on a nine and zero against the spread record, um, so people Hush, just can undervaluing. Can you be convinced them. on a money line? No, I didn't <laughs> no, think so. I cannot. I cannot. I'm rooting for it, but I I'm can't rooting be for it too. Full yeah. disclosure, I'm rooting right. for it. Right. But there's another version of this where you just take like Purdue minus eighteen and a half plus one ninety four. Just be like, all right, the St. Peter Cinderella thing. These kids, it was the greatest four days of their life as everybody who they've ever met for twenty plus years came out of the woodwork, be like, congratulations, the coach is doing interviews. And then this game starts and they're down 30 to 10. And it's like, ah, oh, that was a fun Cinderella thing. So the plus, the minus 18 and a half is plus 194 on FanDuel. I kind of like that. If you like want to do the Cinderella car crash scenario. The, the issue is I don't want to root against St. Peter's. That's, that's really either. the problem. Like, I, I think the number says Purdue. My, if you put a gun in my head, I think Purdue is probably going to win a game com comfortably. But like, I, I, I don't want to root against this. So to me, it's St. Peter's a pass. That's the only way I'm betting this game. And if I lose yeah. money, I lose money. So be it. All right. I'm by in the, the same way, the boat. two of you, before we do the NBA, I think you guys owe the University of Miami an apology because House. I don't. I don't. It, no, I'm not do. apologizing. No, because <laughs> Simmons was like two weeks ago, this is the worst college basketball team I've ever seen. They're not any good. Ba ba ba. And all they've proceeded to do is win me money in the first two rounds of the tournament. So thank you, University of Miami. I have your back. I was judging it on the fact that BC, who was like 13 and 20, should have beaten them in the Big East tournament. Well, you're that right was about the game that. I watched. They, they should have won was that awful. game, but it was, but it was one game. The same yeah, team that fine. beat Duke earlier this year. Miami, and I like them today. They just way too public against Iowa State. The entire world is on Miami in this game, and that scares the shit out of me. Stay away. So and what's the family bet? Is it a UCLA Kansas parlay for plus one thirty two? I like that. I mean, if you want to throw Miami in there, you can. House, you don't want to do that though. I do not. Yeah, we we're out of Miami. So you're sorry, hopping, Kevin Clark. So you're hopping. You're hopping in on UCLA now. We talked you. No, I'm it. just. Uh, you, we talked all these college bets. We got to come up with one. Is that what it is? UCLA money line, Kansas money line, plus one thirty two. 
I'm in. Feels right. I'm in. Those okay. are my two futures. So I'm glad All that right. you guys are riding. Excellent. You have a huge card for the NBA. Um, what do you have in store here, Mr. Simmons? I Please, in well, as House can attest, this is one of my specialties as we get into the real tank of Palooza lane of the last like 10 games of the season. There's some stuff happening. I don't know if you've been following um, some of the stuff the Portland Trailblazers have been doing. <laughs> but um, I'm going to give you... Let's, let's play a little game with House. I'm going to give you... All of the guys they played the other night, and you tell me how many you can name. I could name one without hesitation. I'm going to throw it. Actually, I'll let House give a few, and I'm throwing my name out there because I do know one. I'm not going to look it up. I know I know Drew Eubanks. Drew, Drew Eubanks? All right, I know Drew Eubanks. Isn't that his name? Drew? I'm going to give you the last names, and you can tell I give me. You, can I give you one, though, Simmons, before you do that? Elijah Hughes. Yeah, he's on there. Okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I would have got Syracuse that Syracuse pride. Syracuse right. pride, of course. Just as Winslow you'll get, Drew Eubanks you'll get. Do you know what Watford's first name is? I do. He's on my fantasy team. It begins with a T. I think it's Trevor. <laughs> is it Trevor? <laughs> JJ? No, I'm taking a pass. Trendon. Trendon Watford. Trendon. I knew okay. it began with a T. Trendon. All right, well, he started on Wednesday night and played 25 minutes. <laughs> How about Dunn, who started at point guard? Chris and Dunn. Guess, Chris Dunn. I was going to say Chris Dunn. JJ on is on it. Yeah. 10-day contract. We know about Chris Dunn because he's from Providence. Providence, exactly. And he's been around the block. He's been yeah. around forever now. The guy who started at shooting guard, his name is CJ. Any guesses for his last name? McCollum. JJ? Nah, I got nothing. CJ Ellaby from Washington State. Round two pick in 2020. He started on Wednesday night. How about there's a Brown the third who came off the bench and played 27 minutes and had 14 rebounds on Wednesday. Any guesses on his first name house? Well, were, were Brown the first or Brown the second noteworthy? They were not. Okay. This guy was a second round pick in 2021. Greg Brown the third. Six. Greg Brown the third. I'll just zip the. You mentioned Hughes. Kay Blevins. Not Jerry B Blevins, but Kay Blevins. Okay. B. Williams played 25 minutes. Macklemore. Ben we Macklemore. Well, Ben Macklemore is, you know, who, who he played for. Is. That would have and been then, Kansas. Uh, all time. He was Kansas. No, I mean, I mean I'm talking oh. about that skit they do on TNT, who he played for. And he then said, uh, Ben Macklemore has been on every team in the league. And then Keon Johnson oh. is our last one. They, they played 11 guys the other night. They lost to the Spurs by 37 points. So here, here's what's really going on. You have, right now, you want to be in the top four with, with, uh, with the lottery for the worst records. Houston has the worst. They're 18 and 55. Orlando's 20 and 54. Detroit's 20 and 53. Oklahoma City's 21 and 52. And then it drops down. All four of those teams are kind of safe. They're going to be in the top four, which is why... I like Houston tonight playing Portland because Houston has a two-game cushion with that top thing. If you look, they're playing all their guys. And their record hasn't been good the last couple, you know, last eight weeks or so. But they're actually like playing all the guys you heard of, Shangun, Jalen Green, all those dudes fucking play. Whereas Portland is like, if we can just keep losing, we can move into the five spot of the lottery. 
So the line, even though it's in three Portland, and a half, I'm seeing right now. BS. Yeah, that, it's three, three and, and a half. half. We're going to get a little more ambitious than that, guys. Oh, is that so? I don't even need the three and a half. We, you could take this, in my opinion, we could take this to Houston minus nine and a half Whoa. plus 220. We could Whoa. take it to Houston minus 10 and a half plus 245, or we could take it all the way to Houston minus 11 and a half plus 280. This is going to be their last fun game. Where they're going to be like, let's go out. You guys, let's do your thing. Go kick some ass. (laughs) It's not their last because these two teams, are you looking at the schedule? Did they they meet again? Tomorrow night in Portland. It's the exact same game tonight and tomorrow night. Houston can win both of these games and still finish first or second in the lottery. So this is the, hey, Jalen Green, let's try to get yours. Christian Wood, go ahead. Portland doesn't care. They just want to keep losing. So I like the Houston money line. I like Houston minus three and a half. And if we want to get fun, we can do some double digit alternate spreads with them. But I'm all in on Houston tonight, guys. All right. I'm not going to take you away from that. I'm in on that. I don't know how ambitious I'm going to be as far as nine and a half or ten and a half. But you have my endorsement for the Rockets. I think they win a game. Explain this to me, guys. Why the Atlanta Hawks two and a half point favorites against Golden State tonight? There's no, no curry. Golden State's been pretty erratic. There's a feeling that Atlanta is starting to round into shape a little bit. The the other thing is, JJ, Atlanta is decent at home. 23 and 14 straight up, 19 and 18 against the spread. Um, their defense remains extra crug bowl. Um, but you know, they they I don't think there's any. I'd say stay away. I, I, Atlanta's yeah, a stay away. Well, and we got burned, by the way, the other night with the Hawks. Because yeah. we try I I'll take blame for this. We tried to get way too cute with the same game parlay. Going against Trey Young at Madison Square Garden in his first game back was a terrible, was, terrible idea. That was I'll dumb. take the L for that. It is what it is. We I don't know what you were doing. Other, we did hit our other two-teamer, though, House, which was yeah. Milwaukee laying seven and a half, and we went with the um, the Giannis double-double, which was uh, a shoo-in. That was a yes. layup. Um, here's one I like tonight, guys, in the NBA. I think the Heat are going to absolutely bulldoze the Knicks. I think that is a mm. great spot to get Miami. After Eric Spolster is getting at it with Jimmy Butler, you got all sorts of chaos with that team. They get the perfect get-right spot. The Knicks coming off a win. The Knicks played on Wednesday. The line went from 5.5 to 7.5. I think you throw Miami in any parlay you'd like tonight. And they've beaten the Knicks every time they've played them this year. They, they smoked them in Miami the last time they played. They beat them at the Gordon first game after the All-Star break. I love the Heat tonight against the Knicks. Love it. My, my well, only question, BS, yeah, as we I, think I, this I, through, you know where I'm where I'm going with this. The you Heat and I are, are thinking the same. One game ahead of Milwaukee and a game and a half ahead of Boston right now yep. at the one seed. And if you're, we, I think we are all anticipating that Brooklyn is going to end up at the eight seed. Does Miami, you know? No, but the thing is that Houston could, I mean, they could be the seventh seed. That's why it's so hard. That's why you got to get out of the top two if you don't want to play Brooklyn. I'll tell you who doesn't give a shit about Brooklyn is the Celtics. They will happily take that one seed and face Brooklyn. And I think you want to face Brooklyn in round one because you know you're not going to get Simmons at that point. Harris is already out. And if you watch that Memphis game the other night, Brooklyn's really just a two-man team. Well, you can they, give those they guys seventy points, and you can still have beat Curry them. Curry or Dragic. Well, Curry got hurt too. That's another yeah. big loss for them if he doesn't play. No Curry, no Dragic in that Memphis game. That's all of their depth. That's fine. All, I'm just all saying. Of their guard depth. I'm just saying. I, I, I'll give 
I'll give those two guys 70. I still think that any good team is going to beat them if they if that's what their team is. And I almost think you want to get them early before they maybe that's find what I'm a saying. groove because yeah. they haven't played at all. You know, like if they win a playoff series and they start to gain that cohesion and that chemistry and, you know, the feels that you need in order to be a championship team, that's where they could get a lot more scared than they are. I think you want them early. I'm with you, BS, a thousand percent. They they showed us all that they're capable of in that Philadelphia game. That was the full team, the full complement. It didn't take hardly any time at all for that chemistry to come together. So I, I'm not. I I'd be still very I'm cautious afraid, about. I'm afraid of them. Miami. Yeah, I, I I don't know if they want the one or two seed. We they've been a little erratic lately, and then they had that weird thing on. Two nights ago. But like, don't I, you I think don't know that what their kind of snaps is. them out of it for a game? I don't know. That was, like that was that. about as ugly as it gets. I like that narrative for a money line play on Miami. I'm not willing to lay points, right. but, okay. but I like a, I like Miami as a money line leg for They're sure. They're not going to lose to the Knicks. Trust me I don't me think on so that. either. They're not losing so to either. the Knicks. Well, the Knicks, well, I guess they're five back. That Atlanta was officially nine to play. You think they're the done? Put the kibosh on them. They're finished. They're finished. <sighs> just yeah, as I, a leg, a Miami leg. Well, I'll tell you this. What was that? Two, three weeks ago, I was on here pushing the uh, Celtics to win the Atlantic Division money line. Remember that? It was like plus 390. Uh-huh. And now they're a game back. But they're not a game back because they played two more than Philly. So Philly's 45-27, Boston's 46-28. Sixers are favored by five and a half at the Clippers. Sixers look good against the Lakers on Wednesday or looked okay. But if Philly's going to try to make sure they get out of the top two. This is kind of a fun game for them to like with two hours for the game, all of a sudden somebody's scratched. Well, not only that, it's the second leg of the LA trip. That's I was yeah. going right. Second there. leg James. of the LA trip. They had a win the other night. I'm sure Beverly <laughs> Hills and all the clubs were popping for two days. You, you, and now not only that five and a half, Line hasn't budged off five and a half, and everybody and their mother is betting the Sixers. Clippers mm. is a play there. Oh, Clippers on, plus the points is a play. You want them on the money line, though, don't you? It's four and a half now. It dropped a point. Ooh, okay. I like on it. On FanDuel. I like it. Yeah, I I don't. I, that's a stay away to me. I, I really want to bet the Clippers, but to me, it's more. I was thinking about throwing Philly in a parlay. Here, no, here's I'm talking you out of that. I want I want it on the Clippers. I will bet if you guys don't, I'm betting the Clippers late night tonight. That's gonna be my cocktail. <laughs> Just after text the us. college, boom, Just I'm in on the Clippers. Us. I'm in. I'm in. I might I might join you. I'll be in the cocktails. I'll have that part under under nice. control. There you go. Let me know the one, drink of choice. One that I was looking at was uh the Mavs against the T Wolves. And the Mavs have have not been kind to me a couple times. Yeah. They, they the beat us weeks. up last Friday. Yeah, but I think the thing with them, when they play well, they slow things down. They're a little methodical. The over for this game is 228 and a half. And if you do Dallas money line, I'm sorry, with the under 228 and a half, I think the path for them to win, and they've done it before where it's like a 110 to 108, 106, 102, 112 to 105. I don't think it's a high scoring game if they win. I don't think they win a shootout. If it's a shootout, that's good for Minnesota. So I was I was looking at that one too with Dallas in the under. That's three to one. And then maybe adding the Rockets to that. I could be these, sold. These I two teams, sold. they just played Monday night. They played um in Dallas. Uh Dallas covered. It was Dallas was favored by one and a half. And uh they won one ten to one oh eight. So speaking of that number, 
And there's still this game um, really matters for uh, the potential of avoiding the play in because Minnesota is still in the play in uh, spot. Dallas is kind of comfortably above it. Um, Dallas hasn't been great against the spread over its last 10. They're five and five. But yeah. with Dinwiddie, since Dinwiddie's joined, they're nine, three and one against the spread and 10 and three straight up. Um the T-Wolves, um, as we know, have been on a, a, a tear, but now they're starting to play. You know, they're in this little bit of a, of a death stretch um, yep. for themselves with Dallas. And then they just had uh, Phoenix um, the other night and Phoenix put the smack down on them. I like Dallas getting points here. I think it's all the way up to three and a half now. Is that what you guys are seeing? I'm, see I'm seeing three. Let me double yeah. check. Let me double check. I'm, I'm seeing three and a half on FanDuel. Oh, wow. It is three and a half now. It is three and a half at FanDuel. Good call, guys. Good call. And we've seen we've seen the under go up to two twenty nine. So maybe we could go Mavs I really, under. I'd go I've Mavs some, under. I've had some success on these alternate lines, and I I think the nice tip tipping point is that five and a half to six and a half. Because even if these games are tight, it seems like you still want to get it a little up, so you have a buffer for like the fouling at the end of the game. But we could get. Mavs six and a half is minus one eighty. You could do the under of two twenty nine, and then you could do Rockets minus three and a half, and that's plus one ninety nine. Or we could just do the Mavs at plus three and a half. What do we get if not we do Mavs at three and a half? Mavs at three and a half would be. Yeah, that becomes. Hold on. I love the parlay calculator. Yeah, that <laughs> becomes amazing. plus six hundred. Oh, I'm in on that. Yeah, I'm I like in on that. that. Wait, I like yeah, that. The hell with the 180. Let's go to hell with the 180. All right. Dude. So this our family. Do we need? Do we need to make this a four legger for house? House <laughs> likes house likes when the parlays better the animals. Well, five it's leg, only five leg, no good. Yeah, four, four leg Friday. Four, four leg Friday. No, we need and to it, do four legs, not five yeah, legs. The problem was when we did it last time, it was a five legger. We were we had a very strong four legger, and then we added in one. Here's what I like. What I like is we have three legs emanating from this Dallas-Minnesota game, and I think we all like the size of it. And if we add in a Miami leg, who doesn't yeah, like a it. Miami leg? I love a Miami leg. Yeah, we got that. So we got Dallas plus three and a half, under minus 229, Miami money line minus 310, and the Rockets minus three and a half. We are now up to plus 826, fellas. Oh, what do I'm we in. think? <laughs> let's, let's boogie. What let's do we boogie. Think? Oh, let's... yeah. In. In, in, in. Let's do it. All right. That's the family parlay. I, I feel really good about the Rockets after seeing who played for Portland the other night, too. That's a good one. I You know, one thing with Minnesota is Edwards, there was a big piece about him this week about his, uh, his knee's been bugging him, and it's been off and on. He's got jumper's knee, basically. So it's yeah. like sometimes he's good, sometimes he's not. Um, he was not think, good against Minnesota the other night. Yeah, and I think that, against Phoenix. Yeah, that I think that's really hurt them that he's not I mean, the same yeah. kind of uh, crazy athlete because he's been having these knee things. Yeah, so, Dallas and Phoenix, he didn't have good games against either one of them. I meant to say Dallas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just um, fired on this parlay, by the way. I'm very excited. <laughs> yeah, JJ's on it. He's lying. Wait, JJ didn't speak for a while there. <laughs> That's why. I mean, as you were doing the parlay calculation like five minutes ago, I pulled up Fandle. I mean, I can do this now in the state of New York. And I just, uh, I, I found myself a little bit of fun for Friday night. By the way, so Saturday, I'm telling you right now, Houston, Duke, I'm betting both games. Two what favorites. What does that mean? 
Oh, okay. I'm taking both. I'm, You're uh, on Houston and on Duke. Houston favored, by the way, against Villanova, in case you're wondering. Yeah. Can I can I give you one other bet? Yeah, of course. That's why you're here. I think, I think these odds are way too low. The Celtics to win the Atlantic, which we discussed when it was plus 390. It's still vote mi- on this. It's minus 155. It's still like under two to one. Yeah, like the Celtics, I can't, I can't. I can't they, do that now. They really, they really want to keep winning. Like they want no, a Doka coach that. of the year. They're they're like kicking the shit out of everybody. And I don't know. Minus Here's the problem with that though. You wisely gave out what, like plus three ninety about a month ago. I can't yeah. take the minus money now. Me either. I'm, I'm not laying the juice. I'm out. That's I'm it. Out. That's all. You accept can, the loss. Take the can I, can I give you another one? Yeah, of course. <laughs> I'm not allowed to bet on this. <laughs> Giannis is ten to one to win the MVP. Is he right still now. a ten to one? It's mm. it's like they're they're just this is idiotic. I keep waking there. up every morning, putting on the NBA player futures, and like, oh, I have to put another hundred on uh, the freak tonight this morning. It's he's still a ten to one. I got to put it's, another hundred on the freak. JJ, it's outrageous because Jokic is, and he was my pick for a while. But if they're in the playing tournament, which is very possible, if Minnesota can't give catches the MVP them, if you're in a playing you can't tournament, can't get it. You're, no way. And, and they've also tailed off. Anytime they play anybody really good, it's a real problem for them because they're just not good enough. And then the Embiid piece, especially if they decide they want no part of the top two, he might get shelved like five of the last nine games. Who knows? Don't you get the sense with Embiid, though, that he was on his way to winning the award before he got hurt last year? He's had such a good year. But, I, but I feel like he's going to end up getting the award. No? This is what I don't get about the award. It's... It's like these weird narratives that just kind of take hold and blossom. House and I have been talking about it since we were in college, where it's like, why is that guy the MVP? Why? And with the Embiid thing, and I think it's the three of them, obviously, but the Embiid thing has really been driven by the media over and over again. And then you look at their record, and it's like, all right, Milwaukee's going to finish with a better record than them. Was his season more grueling? Did he have a bigger responsibility than Giannis did? Giannis had the best season he's ever had this year. Uh, I would say there's a good argument to be made that Embiid's season um, did did require him to carry a lot more to bring that team. All that Simmons Until stuff in the background. Until they got especially. I mean, they didn't have Horton so to what, Super Bowl week? Oh, Giannis, Giannis had regular He still after, has dudes. I he think had, he's got more around him than you did. Has, he, this is he had, house. I'm mad at you a, now. The Freak just had no. what we see out of every championship team. The first time a team wins a championship the way that the Bucks did. They arrive and not everybody's healthy and there's some personnel stuff. And, you know, the 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 thing that's impressive about the freak is the stretch run, putting them in position. They could have the number one seed in the East. They're right there. That's what's impressive about the Bucs. But that also coincides with the Bucs, everybody getting healthy. The, the reason for, for Embiid to, to make that case is he, dra- he drug a team of role players into this position. They're only a handful of games out of first in, in the in the entire East. And I mean, they were role missing... Players was, Tobias Harris makes $37 million a year. <laughs> Maxie's... You Maxie's, can't say that with a straight face. That Maxie's guy's a, a huge. Maxie's a, a huge asset. Seth Curry was we really good for them. We didn't know that. We didn't know it when the season started. The, Embiid made those guys become the best versions of themselves. If you I believe know, but the Giannis Embiid narrative. Had to, Giannis had to play center all season because they didn't have Lopez. And he was like the only rim protector they had in that team. And they're going to be a one or a two the, seed. the argument. I well, think and it's listen, a The argument, argument is also going to be made that we've seen Giannis win one of these awards and they like giving it to different people. There's no doubt about that. The voters like giving different guys a chance to shine. 
They're going to give Embiid it. the chance to but, shine. But this is the just fact that we're— Just from a number standpoint, I, get, I, I, I see where you're the going. The fact that House and I just argued about this, that's why Giannis shouldn't be 10-1, to 1, because it's an argument. And if it's an argument, Embiid can't be minus 170 and Giannis can't be 10-1. to 1. And totally I'm just agree saying with that. there's value. Giannis could kick the shit out of the league for the next nine games and end up at like 32 and 13 and 6 for the season. And Embiid could be a five seed, and we're all going to look at each other and go, wait a second, we're not going to vote for Giannis? So, I don't know. I think it's good value there. And when do those votes need to be in by? Right after the last game in a regular season? After the season. So, you have that. The other one is uh, the rookie of the year. Mobley's starting to drop a little bit. Cleveland is really having trouble now. Um, And we called that. When we did our first pod going into the All-Star break, I was buying the idea of regression with the Cavaliers because they put out of their mind for three and a half months. You had to expect this with all those And they got hurt. They had all their guards get hurt. And Detroit, since the All-Star break, God bless that team. They stink. They play hard every game. They're always in it. They've won a couple. They haven't rolled over at all because I think because they know they're going to be in that bottom four. And Cade's still plus 650, and he's been the best rookie in the league for two months now. You know, ever since we did that podcast going through the rookie of the year odds, I feel like Cade Cunningham has played out of his mind. Because we maybe didn't give him the love that he deserved in that particular podcast. All the Pistons fans were coming at me in house every which way. You guys don't watch our team. You spit the Pistons, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, Cade Cade might be worth the flyer now at plus 650. I don't hate that. I still think Mobile gets it, but I don't hate it. Here's the other one. This is, so I gave you Celtics plus 390. The defensive player of the year odds are completely out of whack on FanDuel. Completely out of whack. I'm not I'm so allowed to bet I on this either. I can't bet any of this stuff. New York's got to get their shit together. I can't Bam, bet any of these awards. Sucks. On FanDuel, Bam is the favorite at plus 140. He's missed like 20 plus games. Gobert is the second favorite at plus 260. Yuck. The, then you go down and, and it's, Jaron Jackson at yeah. 16 to 1, and now Marcus Smart at 16 to 1, and Robert Williams at 16 to 1. And you could argue that should be the top three. To me, it's between Jaron Jackson and Marcus Smart. Rasil and I are going to talk about this on Sunday. There was a really good piece on The Athletic, I think by Seth, Seth Paltrow, Partnoy. I'm blowing this. Yeah, Seth Partnoy, um, who basically he was like, he went through all the numbers and he was like, Marcus Smart is the defense player of the year right now. What he does at the guard position is actually more valuable and more unique than what anyone else is doing. And you look at the Celtics have had the best defense. He has been amazing. And to me, it's him or Jaron Jackson. They're both 16 to one. Just bet both of them. You might hate either. I like that. I like that. So basically you're banging on one of those two guys winning and I'm going to cash a monster ticket either way. It's up to you guys to to call national attention, though, because you know I, how lazy people will get. I know, but you know, do, do that's, you know where, that's why those odds are that way, because the, the national narrative on Defensive Player of the Year, people are lazy. So you guys got to promote this. Let's go. The you Go-Bear and Rosillo, thing, that's on you guys. That's on you. The, but the Gobert thing is ludicrous. It's because joke. It's absurd. I watched him. The Celtics were up 25 of them in the second quarter. Stop. JJ, who do you think has more blocks this year, Rudy Gobert or Jaron Jackson? Jaron Jackson. Yeah. Guess who Guess who else has more blocks than Rudy Gobert? Robert Williams. And people say, no, no, it's, it's about the defensive. It's like, all right, how about the fucking eye test where half the time where I watch the Jazz, they're getting their ass kicked by somebody. Whereas like the Celtics, Williams and Smart together have been the biggest defensive asset in the league. And Jackson, I think, has been the most valuable defensive player. And guys, on that note, I think we're looking to fade Utah in the first round of the playoffs. I, Just I can't wait. They they're they're suck. the softest team I've they seen. They stink. Fade them. 
I sw- they're, they're the softest team in the NBA. I don't know why Joe Ingles getting hurt may turn them, you know, transform them magically in, into a I'll team. I'll tell you post. why, because they have no perimeter wings anymore. Hey, the Celtics, all they did was they just ran, they got whatever shot they want because Utah on the perimeter, they're like the slowest good team in the league. They have no speed. They have no athleticism. So I think that's one of the things I've been, like I bet the Celtics that night. I think when Utah is playing a team with like athletic scoring wings, it's a it's just really bad for them. Or teams that want to go at them. You can go right. at Utah. Yeah, I can't wait. I'm with you, House. And JJ, like I, I can't wait to. And who are we thinking? That's a probably fade. Dallas in the first round. Well, the best case scenario for Utah, I think, would be to play Denver, right? If that was the four or five, but I, I don't think would, Denver I can get like, there. I still like Denver in that series. I still like this. Denver in that series. Um, right this second, those two teams have the same record: Utah and Dallas at forty-five and twenty-eight. And we just bet on Dallas right. to win yeah. tonight, so Give they're going to the- be right there. Give me the Mavs if that's the case. I'm I think that's a really nice spot for Dallas. But the thing is, like. The Warriors are, you know, they're three up on Utah. There's nine games left, but the Warriors, I don't know. I, I could see them continuing to struggle if see, they can't get their guys the court. See, we don't want the Warriors in that series because we'll get no value on the series price. Right. We'll get great value on the series price with either the Mavs or the Nuggets. Either way, we'll be in good shape. We'll be less than 200 for sure. So you for guys sure. are with me. Jaron Jackson, 16-1, Smart, 16-1. Which one, if you had to pick one, which one would you bet on? I Joe House would pick Triple J just because of the overall unexpected performance of, year of, of the Memphis Grizzlies. this year. Yes, I exactly would agree. right. Yeah. I would agree. They're two seed, potentially. But yeah, if the Celtics, right now the Celtics are 46-28, and 28, which is nuts. They could end up at like 53-29, and 29, something like that. JJ, by the way, before we go, we, you know, me and Russell and House do these over unders to start. The, we do the over under podcast. House is getting destroyed with his locks. Oh, I gotta hear these. Just, uh, just House is getting absolutely eviscerated. How many? How many did you give out, House? Like five? Well, I think, so I hopefully not more than five. I don't remember now. House, he hit on. We all had for locks the Pelicans under thirty eight and a half, which Good is going to hit. Very yeah. nice call. I had Memphis over 41 and a half. That's going to Oh, hit. that was a layup. That was a layup. Well I done. bet that, but did not give that out as a lock for some reason. I bet that with my own money, Memphis. Me and Rosillo had Houston under 25 and a half. That's hitting. Rosillo and House had Utah over 53 and a half. That's a loser. Um, Rosillo had OKC under 22 and a half. It's like right there. It's going to come down wow, to the wire. 21 and 52. That's going to be dicey. That's dicey. House, Lakers over under 52 and a half. <laughs> House went over. No, oh, no, no, you didn't. Yeah, you did. I didn't. No, oh, you went over. You went over as a lock, friends, House. Friends don't let friends bet That's the Lakers over. Just gonna, Come are on, you man. sure I gave that? I don't think I, I gave that as a 100% lock. 100% positive. Are you sure? I'm going to yes. go back House. and listen. Yes. I'm very disappointed in you, you, buddy. I didn't very believe disappointed. it when I did it. I Look, I gave an homage to uh, LeBron. and You I went trusted, over on the Lakers. I trusted a... The incredible bulk, Anthony Davis, to play more than 25 games this season. Well, I know I took the over. I recall that. But I nope. can't possibly have given that out as you a lock. You took the over as a lock. God damn it. Come on, King. You miss, You only missed it by 20. <laughs> Did Phoenix, any of you guys take Golden State as an over? Well, hold on. Phoenix, 51 and a half. We all, I, no, we all love I, that. I was the only one who had them as a lock. I had oh, that. as a lock. Okay. I bet it. I bet it big, by the way. I bet Phoenix more than once. The New York Knicks over 41 and a half. God Joe, damn it. Joe House was in. He I was in too. No, I JJ. was in too. 
Two more. Um, yeah. I thought we would get at least one more season uh, out of Tibbs. Max effort Tibbs. Yeah, me too. Max effort. Just one more season is all I asked for. I didn't know that Julius Randle was going to be the well, sabotage. Well, he turned into a pumpkin. Yeah, exactly. He's, a, he's the saboteur. Atlanta over 47 and a half. All three of us took the over as a so lot. So did I. I was in on that too. Yeah. So, so that's, that's, loser. that's, that's my only loss. Uh, Charlotte over 37 and a half. I took the lot. I took that as a lock. So I hit that. Orlando 21 and a half. It's going to be tight, but house and I have the under mm. and then house has the over for Indiana 42 and a half. I'm going to cross that one off house. <laughs> yeah. I think that's a, <laughs> hey, I think that's a loser in my defense. Their starting lineup, I, I think, played one game together. When we did this podcast, the five guys that were supposed to be their starting lineup, I believe, played one game before House, the injury started. All the locks you gave out, the only one you have a chance to win is Orlando under 21 and a half. Right now, they're 20 and 54. You need them to go one and one and seven down the stretch. And by the way, they have games with Sa- Sacramento. I'm going to lose Cleveland, that. the Wizards, and then who do they play down a stretch? They have a game at home against the Knicks, and they'll play the Heat the last game of the year where the Heat have, uh, you know, nothing to play for. Orlando is going over. They got at gonna, least one more win. They are. I'm going to lose that. So, JJ, I went, it looks like I might have a chance to go seven and one on my locks. That's pretty wow. good. That's got to be all time. That's for too you, many no? locks. I don't believe I did that many locks. <laughs> I was complaining too about the lack. You had too the many. over on the Lakers. Well, They're going to go 32 and 50. I, that was out of respect. I did it out of respect. Also respect of, to who? Losing money? <laughs> no, to Rob Polinka for sending all those Lakers to Washington. That was back when I thought Washington could be good. I'm going to lose a lot of money on the Washington over as well. 10 and 3, and they're not going to win 34 games. You know what's interesting? On that over-under podcast, I had the Golden State under and the Portland over. And then I talked to a couple people between that and when the season started, and I actually bet the opposite. I bet Golden State over Portland and under. And you bet the Portland under. We, so you kind yeah, of yeah. yourself. Somehow yes. we we plowed into the Portland under uh, money wise. We did. I have a I have a giant bet on Portland under. We saw a preseason game with them, and we did not like the smell. It was like a, a some very bad, fishy, some bad swordfish. We're like you could smell oh, it. That does, yeah, that's it's been bad. outside for a while. So anyway, house, you have a lot of redeeming to do in the uh, in the playoffs. But look, that, that, uh, he's already on his way. I'm not yeah. going to be concerned. He's already on his way. JJ, I feel like we're going to crush the NBA playoffs. I think so, too. I feel like I am, from an NBA betting perspective, in as good a place as I have ever been. And that's what me last week. See, last week, I apologized to House, Bill, because yeah. I was in such, like, tournament mode, college basketball mode, that my NBA capping was sloppy. So our yeah. four-teamer, that's where we hit. The only leg that we hit of the four-teamer last week was the Knicks. That's that's all you need to know about our performance <laughs> last week. And it was against the Wizards. No, one, one last thing. Take a look at the Cade Cunningham uh, player props, his points, rebounds, and assists. They, they're, they're hosting the Wizards tonight. He, mm-hmm. he tortures them. Uh, so whatever that number is, if it's, if it's not north of 35, I don't know where it's going to come in. It's, it could be worth consideration. You know, I looked at I looked at that game because I like the Pistons. The the Detroit, they've won like six, I think like six of their last 13, which, you know, not awesome, but still like for a bad team, pretty good. But they're always in these games. You look and it's like, like they lost to Boston by 11. But the other games, they're all like single digit losses or they won. Yeah. Whereas th- like the Wiz basically, unless they're playing somebody shitty, they get killed. So I don't, the problem with this game, I had it on my card potentially also. Detroit's 13 and three against the spread since Valentine's Day. So they, your point is absolutely on the money. 
but they're always an underdog. They don't, they, they're a favorite Very tonight. rarely are they laying points, yeah. correct. Yeah, so they lost the only game that they were laying points, which was against Portland, and they lost by 11 to Portland. They're laying four and a half tonight to Washington. So yeah, it's, it's too many. Away. It's That's a stay, stay away. away. Complete yeah. stay away. The Wizards are like still playing all their guys and they seem are. like they're actually trying. They're just not very confident. I mean, they're they have the worst good. point guards in the league. They're not House, good at basketball. Final thought. Dolphins, Pats, more wins 2022. What is the line? Oh, what is it? Dolphins minus 125? Do I have to oh. weigh uh, money oh, to Simmons? Wow. Wow. We, we're really doing this? Of course we're doing it. Yeah. Are you, you guys tra- betting it? I wouldn't you, give up. You odds. traded for the best deep threat in the league and you have a shit quarterback. What are it's you called doing? Yak. It's called Yak City. <laughs> it's called the Yak. need for <laughs> oh, speed. It'll be hard to the, stop. The shit quarterback, who, by the way, is undefeated against your team. Just throwing Great. it out. There. That'll be his legacy. It'll be Man, like when Tim the, Tebow won a playoff game and then it's like, hey, he won a playoff game. I can't so believe. Minus 125, a fair one? <laughs> for, for who? For me. Oh, sure, sure. That's fine. Simmons getting odds. That's that's reasonable. I'm even the, giving you a little, little the juice. The Patriots getting odds. That's reasonable. More wins. Yeah, that's Look, right. Look, this is going to be... The Dolphins' best chances with Teddy Bridgewater at quarterback. No, it's not. Stop I, it. I'm just Stop telling it. you. Stop you, it. Put it you down. guys will see. March you the 25th. Taking notes. I'm saving the receipts. That's Tyree all I'm Kill, It's like buying a Ferrari and then putting the shittiest tires possible on it. <laughs> Like the absolute like the tires prom, that the, for the ten years. The profiles that I used to <laughs> like, get potholes on on the uh, on the those, BQE. Yeah, all the time. Russian tires. What was that Russian like, car? Or uh, I spent all my money Yurik in this tires. car. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna get some shit tires for this for this car to save some some money. That's Tua. You'll good see. luck though. Uh, good that's luck. Good. That, you'll see. You'll good see. Good luck. Can't can't wait to see all those RPOs. There's going to be a lot of jet sweeps. There's going to be a lot of slants over the middle. That's all. It's I'm gonna great. Say. Yeah, you definitely don't want to take advantage of the fastest guy in the league just running oh, him straight down the field. My nerd, co- my nerd coach will figure it out. He At least you guys out. both have football teams. I don't know what I'm going to do. Yeah, how says Carson Wentz? <laughs> you know, I it. said Bet I said under. this. On the pod yesterday to Ben Solak, I I I am like one percent concerned that the Pats might make a run at Baker because Belichick loved him really? coming out of college. Wow, yeah, wow, that would be nutty. If he's just sitting there for free, I don't see Belichick passing that up. What that would the, be I don't think they would trade for Baker, him. Why would Baker say yes to that? Well, what if he can't he start don't have anywhere? any options right now? Where's where's Baker going? Belichick like legitimately tried to trade up in the draft for him that year. It's I'm not like they that. loved him. So I don't know. I'm I'm very concerned. But <laughs> wow. I Baker actually think, Mayfield to the Patriot rumors. That's a way to end this podcast. I'm I, actually think, I think Baker's an underrated asset at this point. And that, now he's I actually underrated. think he is being under at this point now. Yeah. He's undervalued. I agree with that. Because I mean, he has now been kicked so down to the curb that it's like, it's like, you know, you might as well buy low at this point. Hurt the whole last year, like a broken shoulder. Like, he's got to be, if he's right, what, one of the 20 best quarterbacks in the league? Yeah, I mean, he at least, like, started, feels for, right. started for a playoff team that almost won a, made won the a game. Super Bowl. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's not like he's, like, to me, he's way less of a disaster than Wentz is. I, I would rather, rather have Mayfield, Mayfield than, than Wentz, Wentz right? I agree. I Wouldn't agree. you have? We're not, you would, we're, we're not having that conversation. But they're talking about how the Browns might have to give up draft picks just to trade Mayfield to get him off the <laughs> oh, salary cap. 
I, that, if that's the case, then Washington like needs to crazy. do that. Like so they, they do with Brock back. Osweiler a few years ago. Remember yeah. that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They, and like Wentz, like fucking Washington traded for Wentz. They gave up actual draft picks for him. Washington should acquire Baker so they can get back the draft picks that they had to give up. Right. They, uh, bidding against nobody for Wentz. What a combo. Morons. Mayfield and Wentz. That'd be amazing. All right. <laughs> Boys, Great to see you guys. Let's cash Always. some tickets, all right? Let's, let's go, fellas. Let's, let's do this. Let's, let's do this. Cash. 